0: Welcome to Being Olivia, the podcast that promotes holistic wellness for women of color. Follow along as we explore our identities, take in the world around us, and create our own wellness journey. This podcast is powered by J. Olive, LLC. Please be advised, the content of this series should not substitute seeking professional care, advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We welcome your host, Jasmine Brooks. Hey everyone, this is being Olivia is um, always happy to be here because uh, I really just see um, growth in myself as I'm doing these podcasts But I hope you all are able to connect um, as well. And just to let you know that episode three, hopefully you were able to get through it. Um, I was really uh, toggling with trying to do de- decide to delete it or not. Cause I felt like it was really good content. And I was like, um, really just exposing myself authentically. Um, and I took it down I had really deep conversations with myself and others. And I was like, I can't take it off. I don't care if the, the sound is really off and hopefully, um, that doesn't happen again. Um, but hopefully you were able to still get through it. Um, cause it's really good, good stuff. Um, And just a recap for that, um, that was uh, discussing the last installment of Hashtag Be Brave and thinking about maintaining your stride. So I talked about creating checkpoints and goals because really when thinking about you making change in your life, like there's always, you know, roadblocks, those types of things that come up. Um, And so I call them construction, um, construction cones, right, the bumps that we need to, Um, Be proactive in planning for um, instead of just waiting to react to them. Also thinking about like calling for help. Right. So like um, using your your community, your your chosen family, whomever is, um, you know, important to you that you can reach out to. Um, To help you, you know, maintain focus, you know, you're able to share your goals and and your, your needs with them, and they're able to help um, in in a lot of different ways, and then uh, thinking about replacing and reassociating so for all the negative thoughts that come up, guess what, they're not going to go away, but really um, stretching that muscle to reassociate and reaffirm what you are focused on because anytime you are trying to fix um fix something or introduce new positive elements in your life there's always going to be something that's going to come up and try and you know knock you knock you back where you were were in initially and then also like um holding on to what language you use because language is such a huge thing and i'm and i wish i I wish I could go back to school and be a linguistics major because I think sometimes um, when they about how I associate certain words to certain processes, emotions, feelings, I'm not always attributing um, what I, what actually is going on. And we aren't able to call things what they are. Um And, you know, folks get really offended. They are offended when you start to label things how they are. Um It's not about being negative. It's really about thinking to yourself, how am I consistently still in this, in this turnstile, this dryer, uh, and I'm I'm constantly turning, I'm getting overheated and, and I'm getting upset and I don't know why, or, um, I'm always having these same type of people in my life. I don't know why it's because we aren't, we aren't, I think part of that is, is language, right? So, um, I really talked about the, the importance of that so hopefully you're able to get through it if not completely understand but um again this is such a really interesting process for me and so I'm trying to just figure out what um what works what doesn't and um I want to keep moving forward and and not uh causing myself to feel like I um am struggling like I actually am (laughs) I believe I (laughs) but Um, yeah, I talked to someone about this the other day. I was like, doing these podcasts, I have all these great ideas. It's doing them, right? How do I, how do I make sure I'm in authentic space for you all? Cause you're listening to me and I really want to be helpful, but also recognize I'm growing at the same time. And so that's part of that growth is like being okay. When sometimes you're not perfect, still something I'm struggling with, but, um, let's get into stressors of the week. So when I think about my stresses of the week um, laundry list, Uh, but the big one that I come to is time. So um, a lot of story to backtrack, but to make it short and brief, um, there's been a lot of significant changes um, in my, my relationship with my family. And I think that's just expected because, you know, I'm turning 30 soon and I'm just trying to unpack all of the things that I've done over the course of my life. You know, what is something I want to bring forward? What is something I want to leave behind? Um, Unpacking all my memories, um, just trauma that I've been through, the happy moments, all of that, just starting to just take all that junk out of my luggage and just really analyzing it for what it is. And um, time came up. Time was the big one that I can think of for a couple of reasons. Um... I feel like I just not have not been living my life for me. And I think a lot of us come to that conclusion, whether, you know, when you're entering a new, um, a new time, a new moment in your life, or, you know, you've had significant changes, you're really just always coming back to this, I have not been doing things for me. And truly, I have not, um, because I've always just been um living my life for other folks and I think my a lot of my frustrations stem from that because I'm I am unconsciously and now consciously expecting certain things from folks if I were to do something um and I just I've just always thought to myself based off my spirituality too that I'm not living my life for me and sometimes that could be really um, disheartening but then um, really, um, affirming because, you know, I really want to leave an impact and a legacy in this world. Um, and I think at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? Is, you know, how are you, how are you living, um, your life for others and, 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 you know, living, leaving a deep, deeper impact, um, when you leave. And when I get old, I want to, I want to know that I did these 20 things, right? Whatever those 20 things will be. I want, I know that whatever number it is, I want to have done them, um, so that I could say I've lived a full life, whatever that is, right? So because I'm saying whatever that is, I'm trying to figure out like what it is. And so then I'm thinking of the time that I have to think about it. And I feel like I'm rushing myself. I feel like you know, I'm having all these um needing all these moments of um just going through again what is in my luggage and I don't know where to start. So, um uh, if you don't follow my personal page, um J Olive, um I go on these target runs with my husband which is something I thoroughly enjoy. And it also comes with living in rural Iowa uh is not a lot to do so we went on a target run and while we're there, we're thinking of um, not only having fun, but I'm trying to figure out what my theme for my birthday is. Uh, and for those who know me, um, I'm a Disney baby. I'm also a Hallmark baby, but I my first probably prominent identity is a Disney baby. If you don't know what a Hallmark baby is, I was conceived on Valentine's Day, which is a Hallmark uh, holiday, let's just be honest. Um, and so November 13th is my birthday. And so I'm trying to figure out what my theme is. I know I want to be Disney because when I turned 21, it was like uh, Princess and the Frog. And so I've been on this very much like villain type of mindset. Don't ask me why. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I remember talking to my counselor this past week of like, I identify more as a villain than a hero. And she was like, could you explain to me what that means? And I said, well, I feel like villains have this unwritten story that's, you know, with a ton of different things going on um, and reasons for why they're angry, reasons for why they have this disdain for these heroes. And somehow we love these heroes more because they've overcame something. But what does it look like for a villain to overcome something? And is that part of the process that we don't share, that we don't shine light on is that, through your trials, like, you are going to be angry. You are going to be frustrated. You are going to feel alone. You are going to feel like you have these hunchmen that are, you know, these folks that are really trying to ride for you because they believe in you. And I always wondered why. Like, why, you know, does Ursula act the way she does or Jafar or... um uh, King Louis. like, again, why do we hate them? And, um, I, and that doesn't mean that I feel like people hate me, but I also feel like, um, I just have this unwritten story that I'm trying to get Out and so, uh, we bought this villain um board game. So, we love board games in our house, and I was super excited because the last one, so I knew it was destiny, it was fate. Uh, and so I bought that. And then, as we're making our rounds around um, Target, so we moved to the book section, I found this journal because I'm super obsessed with journals. It's called Wreck This Journal, and I looked in it, and the first thing I noticed was it was like Poke holes, draw heavy colors, rip these pages out. And I'm like, I couldn't do this to a journal. Like, how, like, who in their right mind would do this to a journal? Because when I think of journals, it has to be these neat, organized, well written, thought provoking type of, you know, ministry, right? So when I buy journals, granted, I don't write in them all. I love the organization of it, trying to figure out like what I want it to look like. And I end up not, you know, using it for long term because I'm just so wrapped up and how to use it, right? So this journal is probably going to take me through a whole other process because I can't imagine wrecking it, right? Um, and it was 20% off, so check out your local Target to see if there's one there for you. But apparently this, these wreck journals have been around for over 10 years, and I'm like, how did I not know about this, right? Could I have explored myself a little bit further if I knew this was there? So I'm using this as an exploration, as a start to think about my time, time? How am I spending my time? Because honestly, I feel like consciously, I'm only spending my time at work um, and giving and sharing and I'm not taking stuff in. Um, And unconsciously, it's also hurting me in the process. So um, as I'm giving so much of myself, and I'm not giving myself anything back in return, even if it's just something small, like long term, it's not sustainable. And so uh, when I think about like how do I want to spend my time, I want to just start to figure out who I am, and what, what, what am I? What, what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? How do I want to be? Um, and figure out like why do I express the way that I do, and and be comfortable in that. And so I feel like this journal is going to be a part of that process, and so I'm carrying it with me until I feel comfortable starting to write in it. I wrote my name in it. That's a start. <laughs> but um, time is such uh, a worrisome thing for me because I feel like, you know, I'm, I am I want to figure this out before I'm 30. I need to at least figure some starting point out, if not like everything in my life. And granted, less than 30 days. Who can figure out their life in 30 days? Um, I want to at least start a process of figuring that out Um, and just being comfortable because this is so opposite of who I am um, who I think I am that's the actual way of putting it who I think I am Um, because I feel like a lot of my frustrations again come from trying to toggle between who folks need me to be whether it's my family or my students versus like who I am um, and being okay with whatever that is and finding a balance so um, there's a lot of stresses in that, but it boils down to time. Time is such a, such a relative thing. And, um, I think we take it for granted. I think, um, when I think about the fact that I'm almost 30, like, what did I do in my twenties? Like, <laughs> I think most of it again was school one, two, I was moving a lot. I got married. Um, I moved to Iowa out of all States in the country. Um, and so I feel like I've spent a lot of great moments in my 20s. But I really think that, you know, as I exit, why am I so angry? Um, and how can I start to figure that out? So that's my that's my starting point. But let's get into what might be my favorite episode. I might say this like 10 episodes from now. But Ratchet and Fearing. I love this title because it's such uh I feel like it's so near and dear to me. So let's get into that. Yay. So ratchet and God fearing. Why did I uh, create this title? Um, I, a couple of reasons. I, I, I'm ratchet and educated and one day I'll do a a whole like series on that too, because what does that mean? But when you think of ratchet it's always this negative tone, uh, particularly uh with uh related to black women, um, that we're a hot mess, that we um are wrecked in some way. Uh whether it's messy, smelly, whatever case of, you know, um any ways that you hear that. Word uh, is always a negative tone. And so, uh, but I reown that word of, you know, yes, I can be wrecked, but I'm also working on myself and that is okay too. Um, I think sometimes we say working on ourselves, we think it has to be this pretty thing. And and particularly in our community, like we um, are accustomed to talking Uh, Inwardly about our struggles So we know that we feel a certain way But outwardly being able to express it Is is probably not something that's always welcome In whatever form If that is sadness or anger or anything like that And I think not a lot of times Are we even asked how we feel Um, We're always either Being told not to feel that way Or to get over it And I've heard those messages a lot Um, Most of my life It's the get over it um, and when I think about how folks tell me to get over it, um, it's through prayer. And I I can think uh, my long history of religion in my life has been this um, formula of getting through the struggle that is my life, that is me, that is folks who do things to me, that is forgiveness, that is finding my strength for the week, all of that. Uh, And I think when we call ourselves like struggle buses, vans, hoopties, whatever you want to call yourself, um, we say it so much that I think we start to internalize that we are a struggle. Um, And again, it is easier to live in something you know than to live in something you don't know. Um, And for me, I don't know wholeheartedly like what happiness is for me um I know I have been happy I know I uh, have experienced happiness but what is happiness long term um for me and so uh first when thinking about like for you what your spirituality is, is thinking of the base that it was founded on I think um a lot of times we particularly in communities of color like most of the time our um situations have been more religion or in some institutional form of religion uh and you know we've been passed down through our families um what uh the entity is and so for me most of that has been christian based catholic based i went to a catholic school uh for a short period of time and then we um transition to being Christian, non-denominational. And I remember the conversation my mom had with my grandmother uh, when she said that we were going to be Christian instead of Catholic. I remember my grandmother being very, very unhappy. Uh, And again, no one explained any of these things to me. I just knew we weren't Catholic anymore um, and we were Christian. And so I remember going to a church and uh, spent most of my time in the church. We went to Bible study. We went to Praise and worship team stuff. We, you know, went to church religiously every week. Um, We even, uh, there was a time where I was told not to read certain books, like Harry Potter books, because that was against our religion. Um, I definitely didn't even trick or treat. I don't remember. Ever going to some stranger's house and asking for candy. Like, I don't even know what that means <laughs> to do. Um, but we always had candy at our door because we had little kids um, come uh, throughout our neighborhood. But I never participated in that. And again, none of that made sense. Uh, when I think about also what went on in our home, you know, we were told what happens in home stays in the home. A lot of that was based off of um, the need to... Uh, have us more focused on working with God to fix what's going on in our home. And again, none of these things were ever explained. I just knew how I felt. I knew nothing felt right. Um, But then I also again these messages of um, to get over and get through it through prayer. And so uh, my earliest experience with church, uh, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's curvature of the spine. Um, and I'm, I'm an anomaly. I had three curves. Uh, and so I had a lot of, um, thankfully a lot of care given to me on the health, health side to address that, that included wearing a body brace. And I remember that was the first time I experienced, um, having mental health issues. I, um, was contemplating suicide often, um, and even attempted, um, obviously didn't complete, but, uh, I just remember making that choice to live, um, in that moment. Uh, and it was hard to process through that. And I remember prayer being the the pivotal moment for me that I needed to pray harder. Uh, and that was the decision that I made is that prayer was going to be my answer. And, um, I started to see changes for myself, but like external for me, like my home was still not okay. Uh, and I was just like, okay, we need to pray. And, um, some changes happened at church to where, you know, we ended up leaving. Um, I also remember, uh, another earliest memory for me is how much I fought in church, the physical fighting that I, uh, had, um, in church. And when I think of church, it's also synonymous with protection, like protection over my mind, protection over my body, protection over, um just my future, right? And I had my first uh experience with relationship violence in church physically. Um and folks were standing there watching it happen and no one did anything about it and I carry that with me to this day. I tell my students about it and they're just like, Oh my God, you fought in church and I say, Yeah, I I had to protect myself and again a lot of my life has been about protecting myself. And I think That is the story of women of color. Um, And we don't get the chance to think about um, how those things have uh, molded and shaped us to who we are. And I remember leaving uh, Chicago uh, with my family when I was 16 years old. And I was um, asking, like, why don't we go to church anymore? My mom could never again, tell me why. And I knew she was still praying I never really saw her pray, but you know, I I had no reason to believe that she wasn't praying. And I'd ask, can we go to church? And I remember us having issues with some of the churches in Vegas of, you know, the being very homophobic or sometimes racist, (laughs) Um, because I went from going to an all black church to uh, a church of very diverse people mostly white uh, because we ended up living in a white neighborhood and a lot of that again is a part of my history with religion and all of it was negative right I've had very positive um, healthy moments of like relationships and um, how I grew uh, through God and um, how you know I found strength um, in my in my support through my religion. And as I got older, I just began to question a lot of things, um, because I didn't really see a change happen. And so that's what I've become now is more spiritual. Um, I am less of this need and desire to be a part of some institutional structure. And I, when I got married, we, um, that was the first time I had ever, um, had to speak with a pastor in such a long time. And so we went through premarital counseling and it was so awkward because it was telling me these things of like the man is the head of the household. And I'm just like, what? Like what? (laughs) Like that doesn't make any sense because that's not how my husband and I function. Like I look to him for support and guidance as much as he does for me look uh, for support and guidance. And I think that's very equitable within us. Um, there's some things that he's more, you know, a forefront of and some things I'm more in the forefront of. But our, when we were going through that process, I was just like, this isn't teaching us anything but me having to take a step back for everything in our home. And I'm grateful to have a partner that, you know, understands some of the differences in that because he also, is, he has more experience with, um theology than me, like he's very, um, well-versed on the Bible than me. Um, and so I ask him questions and stories, um, things that, um, that were shared and he's given me even more of a deeper perspective because I just want, again, to understand more. And so I think my spirituality, it's connected with, um, these things of meditation, um, thinking about action, Um, and it's also thinking about motivation. So I'll start with, the the motivation. So I always, um, question the who's I am, um, who is it? And again, with religion, I always thought of it as a man. And most of the churches I've been to look like a white man from the Bee Gees, the 1970s. And and I was just like, this man looks nothing like me. How does he even know me? Um, and I'm like, he there's no way he can know me. Um, and so I went from that to understanding my God to be um a woman, to be femme, to be gentle, uh, to be very um very conscious and um just folk uh be a focus on like uh my needs, and I think that's for anybody, right? I think that could be for anybody being able to make that choice, because that also motivates me to, um, when thinking about something that's, a, you know, having having control over not just the the physical, helping me have control of the physical realm, but the spiritual too. So they're working double overtime while I'm doing the work down here to help, you know, um, mold my future. And, um, it's a guiding principle for me to think of my God in that way. Um, and I think that has helped me a lot of having to understand my identity and who I want to be and how I want to manage myself. Uh, the other part is, um, thinking about motivation, uh, outside of motivation, it's, um, meditation. So, A lot of what I have just practiced is trying to center myself as best as I can when I can and not making it so structural to where I'm like, okay, I need to meditate after breakfast and right before I get home. But like when I need it, I do it Um, and I do it proactively and reactively. And so if I know that I'm coming up on a really hard week, I try and meditate and I haven't been perfect at it. Like, I don't want you to think that I'm this all like knowledgeable aware like ever so practicing meditative person but i've just found so many tools that have been useful such as like headspace i did a review on it um and then um, i have the meditation podcast i also just um have learned to do deep breathing exercises um just like um you know, progressive muscle relaxation. These are things you can Google, right? So I do all of it when I need it. Um, sometimes proactively, most of the time reactively, again to to calm my nerves. And the other piece of it um, is action, and I and I'll stick to that mostly um, in this session because I think uh, we have these religious. Practices, these spiritual-based practices, but what are we actively doing to help fix the things that we're trying to address in our lives? And so, yes, I believe giving it to God is important, but I also recognize that God doesn't... Um, move without action from us. Um, and it's just something that I've recognized. So if that's changing my mindset, if that's reaffirming myself, if that is, um, using the community that God has, um, given me to help push me to the the space that I'm desiring to be in, whatever it could be, right. Action is required. Um, as, as well as prayer. And I also have an affirmation wall where I put like my positive thoughts and my prayers and, um, just reminders for myself, you know, memories that I hold on to. I also put things around this podcast up there because it's part of my growth and my healing. Um, and so whatever it could be like creating the physical manifestation of that is important. And so I, I think some things for you to kind of process for yourself is like whatever you practice, whether it's more religion or spirituality is think of the base that it, it's founded on. And I, I recognize a privilege that I have first and foremost, that my religion is used for hate in a lot of ways. Um, again, I'm more spiritual and religious, but I recognize my foundation is out of religion um, and that it is used for hate and it's disheartening. It um, and so I, I practice as being people oriented person first, um, and that I recognize that there's so many other, uh, religions and, and theology in general is just a huge, a huge thing, right? This huge way of practicing Finding connection, and so many people have so many ways of doing that. That it's really about just making sure people are connected, and that's where I am at life. I don't care what it could be. If you find connection, and if it's healthy for you, and it's helping you work on where you want to be, then I'm full support of that. And you know, with folks that are LGBT, folks who are trans or non-binary, that you you have. You've been hidden um in a lot of these these works that we use to keep you um, to keep you in the space of thinking that you're an anomaly and something's wrong with you like I've even you know talked to folks who uh are uh reviewing like indigenous um types of um religious culture and they have what's called two spirits so even predating. Some of the things that we've had in our society, in our history, in our culture, um, there are people who've had so many other identities that we have called them different names. And again, I go back to language, right? How we associate language. The Bible was written by man, if I'm not mistaken, men. Um, So why would they call God a she, right? And when I'm writing, I write in my own frame unless I'm taught to write third person Um and again that comes with privilege and so I recognize that my base is out of the privilege of being able to practice out loud. Um and so I try and create more space for people who um are practicing or curious about other ways of finding connection. And I even talk with my supervisor about doing that because I I see that I that's a part of my journey. Uh, my spirituality is a part of my journey. And so that's why ratchet and and God fearing is important because I am wrecked. Um, I'm wrecked in good and bad ways. Um, and I'm working on myself and I'm using the God that I know to help me, uh, work towards a better, safer me environment, um, friendship, wife, hopefully, um, mother like all of those things are wrapped in that and so think about for yourself like where where are you getting your motivation where are you finding your action and where are you finding your your base um in some of those things because I think is all of those things are important when thinking about your own spirituality your journey in that and um that's just how I label mine um I I'm also ratchet and educated (laughs) because again, I don't think we have to pick one being in a box and identifying ourselves in one thing. Isn't helpful because it doesn't really, um, showcase who we are and who we could be. And I'm working. I'm a, I'm a work in progress and I'm working. And most days I'm not good at it. And other days I'm really good at it. And, um, like I said, I have this record, this journal and um, that's a part of that process of meditation is getting some of that out again in a physical form because I can't be over here praying and not doing the necessary work um, in the physical realm and so for you think about how if you already practicing in some sense some religion or spiritual practice if you aren't um, ask yourself where those things are coming from, why um, is it helping or hurting you, are you um, working in the physical realm of it and in, in helping moving yourself forward, um, how it's impacting you. So tons of questions that come with that. And you're going to keep building on those questions and I, and I would encourage you again to find a journal, write some of these things down. I'm a fanatic of journals again, um, but I would consistently just do that work because I think sometimes if you aren't um thinking about these things in an active mindset of uh not just and I hate this idea like you're having to fix right I don't want you to think this podcast is fixing but it's giving you a perspective of what your lens is and where you're coming from and again women of color we are built on stifled policing telling us no it's not okay you can't express yourself like that I think we have all this build up and spirituality is such a a blanket for us, um, in some sense, or it's been used as a cover for not handling certain things in our family and our lives. Um, and it's also used as a tool to say things are our fault. We're not praying hard enough. We're not doing this. We're not reading the Bible enough. Like I, I can't, um, I can go on and on about the, the messages I received about, you know, how some of these things are my issue based off of my own religion. And so, um, I would encourage you to unpack some of that. Cause that's super important. Um, thinking about like me turning 30, um, in, in, in less than a few weeks and I'm just like, okay, what, how have I even practiced some of these things? Um, and it's just important for your own healing. Again, healing is so so important for us and i want you to to find your healing of that spirituality again with all the dimensions of wellness this one's a huge one and in, in thinking about connection and so finding your sense of connection um if you have not i would encourage you to um get a book start reading attend things um talk to people about it um uh, my husband has done it and, and it's um been interesting watching him go through that process so um I have thoroughly enjoyed f- figuring out what mine is and it'll continue to evolve but um hopefully again you find yourself somewhere ready to start that process with the extra spirituality but thank you for um letting me just bare my soul uh, <laughs> in my experience with um spirituality um and, and religion Hope you all enjoyed this amazing episode uh, and connect with a lot of some of the things that I was saying. Hopefully it gets you someplace new or continue to help motivate you in any direction that you're seeking, particularly related to your spirituality. I encourage you to like me on Instagram at being underscore Olivia. this way you can get more connection to some of the upcoming projects like my website that I'm building for you all to get connected to like activities ways in which you can explore counseling those types of things uh and also just ways to continue to connect with me uh and share your story as well also uh I'll be uh incorporating more you know, videos so that you all could, um, see just what I'm doing and not just hear my amazing voice. Um, but either way, I just enjoy, um, exploring these things with you all. And I hope to be able to explore some things with you and where you're going, but continue to be you continue to be your true, uh, living your truth, be amazing. Um, and take this week by storm. See you all soon. Thank you for listening to Being Olivia. Subscribe via SoundCloud and check us out on Instagram at Being_olivia. Olivia. As always, be true to yourself and live your best life.